Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm Grace Atwood. And I'm Becca Freeman. And today we have an amazing guest. Oh, my God. We have our makeup artist from our live show who made us look the best we've ever looked. And now she's going to, like, drop all of her makeup knowledge. Yes. On us. But first... But first, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors for this episode. Today's episode is sponsored by Night Pillow, our favorite pillow for better sleep, better skin, and better hair. You can try Night Pillow for 20% off with code BOP20, and we'll tell you more about it later in the episode. Yeah. So nobody wants to hear from us today because I just want the makeup tips. Oh my God, they're so good. Cassandra is, she's a genius. She's an artist. But like take your medicine. We're going to do some highs and lows. Yeah. Grace, what is your high? My high is Chicago. We had such an amazing time at our live show. I got to see so many of my blogger girlfriends that I haven't seen in years and years and years. And um, I have two highs. Well, actually I have three highs. So Chicago, we'll talk about our live show in a little bit. But also... um, I went to Polo on Saturday with Louvre Clicquot, which is always my favorite event of the year. It's so much fun. Um, And I got to see Jen Lake, who is one of our guests. We spent the whole day together. And then um, my other one is kind of a funny one. So I went on Hinge, and I changed the age range. It was, I think, at 34 was the cutoff. I changed it down to 30. Ooh. I have been getting so many matches I'm talking to like 20 different guys. They are all so cute. I'm like, I don't mind being a cougar. You're going to take a younger lover this summer. Yeah, this is going to be Grace's summer of younger men. Ooh, I am intrigued by this. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. Like, I don't know if these 30-year-olds actually meet up or if they're really just good at messaging, but we're giving it a go. I feel invigorated. I want the the, uh, update. Yeah, oh, I will. I'll be giving periodic updates. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, Mine is our Chicago trip. I mean, our Chicago live show was great. It was packed. It was packed. There were so many people. You know, I was a little nervous going into it that we were kind of a one-hit wonder. Is that crazy? I think think about it all the time. I I still worry we're a two-hit wonder. I don't think... I, I think once you get over two, it's fine. But I, I thought, I was like, you know, in New York, so many of the people there were our friends. Exactly. And it's where we live so maybe like our humor or our references are really specific I don't know I was really nervous and it was so fun it was was so so great I think we have more fun doing it than the audience has like it's really just for us it's just for us yeah we had a blast time we also this time so we had a meet and greet which we didn't do in New York I think that made it even more real it totally did and we got to actually talk to people in small groups for like a little bit it was I thought it was so cool to like hear about what our listeners do for a job and you Mm -hmm. know who they were there with and to hear about their friendships and like to ask them what they were reading it was really fun it was really cool so Chicago our show was great but then um Chicago in general was really fun I haven't been to Chicago in a few years so first of all we stayed in the nicest hotel we stayed in uh it's called the Swiss hotel it's amazing and it's our our suites were so ginormous well, so the suites were huge, but even regardless of being in a suite or not, the um, positioning of the hotel, it's at like the intersection of the lake and the river. So it had such a good view. It was the best view ever. It was, it was beautiful. beautiful. The rooms were gorgeous. The rooms had 
two bathrooms. And I think that was like how I know I, I might've peaked in life. I yeah. stayed in a hotel room with two bathrooms. Yeah. And the bed is so fluffy and comfortable. And the bathtub, I had two baths while I was there. Ugh, I didn't take any baths and that's on me. Oh, it is on you. But so we stayed in this great hotel. We, um, we went to the Soho house there, which was really Oh my Cute. God, it's so beautiful. Also, can we talk about, I know I'm like sidetracking your high, but I guess this is combining our Chicago talk. The men in Chicago, everyone is a Hemsworth brother. Oh my God. I didn't think I was going to be able to drag Grace out of Chicago. She was like... Just specifically the River Park. Is that what it's called? The River Walk. Sorry. You, you were like, I'm moving here. This is it. I'm moving here. She's like, everyone's a Hemsworth brother. Everyone is tall, like very tall, like six three and over, which is how I like them, and scruffy with beards, which I also like, and preppy and cute, and like midwestern and nice. They were all very cute. But then one of your you you talked about that on your story, and somebody DM'd you and was like, "Yeah, but they've all been married since they were twenty one." Yeah, yeah. So maybe they're divorced, though. Maybe there's some nice Chicago boy who's now. Oh yeah, divorced. You pick him up on the second second yeah, go around. He's now been married for fifteen years and is is ready for me. Yeah, I'm not I'm not opposed to that, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. And we went to the polo bar there. We had a couple great dinners. We got to spend time with friends. Like we made new friends. We made new friends. Yes. Oh my god, we need to talk, talk about, about our new friend in a yes. minute. Um but yeah, I just had such a lovely time. Yes, it was the best. Yeah. What about Lowe's? So my low is just that I feel very overscheduled and lately. I just like, there is not enough time. Like there's not enough physical time, like with events that I'd like to go to or people who want to have meetings or phone calls. And I've had a lot of people not necessarily be the most understanding. And I'm like, I'm sorry, June is just really hard for me because I have to be in five cities for live shows. And like people can be like a little bit nasty. Like what they say. Just like not being understanding, like, like pushing back being like, but I only need an hour of your time. I'm like, an hour of my time also requires, you know, 45 minutes to get into the city and then out. And it, it's just like, there's a lot of like, well, 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 I just need this. And it's like, no, no, like I need, well, I'm also an introvert, so I need my, my boundaries, but I'm having a hard time feeling like everyone needs something and I don't have enough time to give. I don't love that. I don't know who the people are you're specifically talking about, but I have a really hard time when people that you don't know and don't owe anything it's people to I don't know exactly feel like you owe them and you're like, I don't owe you anything. Like I'm running my own business. Yeah. Two businesses. Two businesses. And like I don't owe you coffee. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I am happy to take coffees and meetings. Like, you know, I have to do biz dev for my consulting business and, and you have to onboard advertisers to your blog. So like, yeah, meetings are great, but at the same time, like I'm not obligated to do this. Yeah. And my policy for June is kind of like, if something is not related to a paid project, the answer is going to be no, unless it's something I'm just super passionate about. Like if, I don't know if like the DNC wanted to have a meeting, I'd be like, yes. Right. I, I hate that. I hate people who are like, I just want to pick your brain. Oh, there's been like an influx of that. And you're like, yeah. Cool. Like, you want to know what my job is? It's consulting. Like, <laughs> yeah. I get paid for people to pick my brain. Like, I think it's easier, I think, for you to say that to someone because it's not my job to consult. So they're like, no, but I just want to, I just want to hear about how you started what you started. And I'm like, I don't have time. I mean, frankly, I haven't found a good way to say it. So yeah. I, I don't know. Just that send I'm your, in your rate card. I know. I don't <laughs> know that I'm in a better spot, but X dollars per hour. Yeah, that does bother me. I feel like that's presumptuous. It is, and it's 
coming from people I don't know. So I don't know why I'm so stressed about it. Because I, I think it's just because I'm such a people pleaser. I want to say yes to everybody. But I can't. I can't. Like, yeah. physically, like, emotionally. And just, like, with a- actual hours and trying to get eight hours of sleep, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then I have to go on all these dates with all these 30-year-olds. So that's much more important. Yeah, just, like, put on an autoresponder where you're like, I'm out dating 30-year-olds, so I'll get back to you when I get back to you. Exactly. It's my summer of love. Yeah. It's Grace's summer of live shows and love. Oh, it's so alliterative. <laughs> I know. Um, what about you? What is your low? I'm laughing because I know what it is. So I had just a delivery debacle while we were gone. So I am just trying to figure out the timing of deliveries versus like what the window is they tell you versus what it actually is in my new apartment. And I am not doing great. So we left on Wednesday. I was supposed to have um, dining room chairs delivered on Tuesday and they didn't come. And I think it was because it was Memorial Day. So I get that. And then I had a bunch of packages that were supposed to be delivered today. And today's Monday. Yeah. And everything came over the days that we were gone. Like both the one that was late and then a bunch of them came early. Yeah. So our poor friend who also lives in our building had to take all of them in. And like they were not. UPS was mean to her, which I. I heard that. They were like, we've been, we've had this for three days. And she's like, it's not my fault. That's not mine. Right. And um, yeah, they were like big and heavy so I one I felt bad and then two I'm like how did you get all that stuff up because I didn't realize you were even home I would have helped you oh no I just carried it that was my workout yesterday okay you guys I'll just tell you the lobby I saw it before Becca got home I was like oh shit and then I was drunk at polo and I was like Alex let's go help let's go take all Becca's packages up to her apartment and she's like She's like, yeah, let's do it. And then we got home. We're like, no. Yeah, that would be like above and beyond. We you were, didn't need we were, to do We that. were drunk and we're like, we're going to do it. And then we got home and like the like the, the buzz had faded and we were just tired. You were like, like, we're going to go to bed. We're yeah. going to watch TV. No, I mean, I ordered six dining room chairs. So they were all individual boxes, which sucked. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm, and now I'm like, oh, we're traveling so much in June. So I'm like, how do I plan this so that I'm home? I was supposed to have two other things that were coming today and now there neither of them have yeah I think you're kind of like a blogger right now like I just get all this mail like usually things I never wanted or even asked for and then angry delivery people are like where are you why aren't you here well I mean at least yours aren't 30 pounds yeah no usually they're not so I don't know unless it's from it cosmetics who sent the worst mail ever I actually yeah. love it, cosmetics, so I'd like to go through that next time. Yeah, well, it, all, it was a bad day when that came. Um, but before we get to Cassandra, this doesn't really fit highs or lows, but I wanted to talk about something that was really exciting that happened when we were in Chicago. So yes. I just want to gush for a minute about one of the people that we got to meet. So we finally got to meet Kate Kennedy, who hosts the Be There in Five podcast. Yes, and we've been trying to meet other podcasters, like the Girls Gotta Eat Girls, because it's just so nice to have more peop- more friends in our circle that are doing what we're doing and just um, expanding that. Yeah, and, and we'd all followed each other on Instagram beforehand, and so, so we knew who we were. Yeah, so anyway, she was so lovely, and I just want to like brag about her podcast for her, but so it's this mix of celebrity pop culture, influencer interviews, and then just like general girl talk. And honestly, she knows more about Taylor Swift and the Royals than anyone we know. And I'm not saying that as a dig. Like, I'm saying if you're into that, you will love 
her podcast. Yes. I consider it like pop culture education. I mean, a lot of it, like when I listen, I have to Google and just like figure out what's even happening, but it's amazing. Um, the thing I love most about it though, is all the influencer interviews. If you are an influencer or if you're curious about what we do all day, her interview with Jess Sturdy from Bozen Sequins is the best. I feel like Jess just was so honest and so real and so relatable and really talked about like what it's like to be an influencer, like what exactly we do all day, like the highs and the lows and the struggles and kind of just everything. I've never heard an influencer open up and be that honest on a podcast. She's also done, and this is on my to listen list, um, she's done a whole series with Merritt Beck, who's a good friend of mine, and because um, Merritt has a, um, a second blog called Sussex Style Watch, and that's all um, like royal fashion. So the two of them go real deep into the royals, which I cannot wait to listen to. And then she also did an interview with Courtney Kerr, um, and that will be fun because Courtney is someone that Becca and I both worked with when we were at Bobble Bar. I know I need to listen to Courtney's. I haven't yet. She is so funny. So I know this is going to be just as like real and relatable as Jess's episode. Yeah. I don't know. Kate was just so amazing in person and she had such funny stories. She was telling us she blocked her husband on Instagram because she was like, he doesn't need to see all of my crazy pop culture shit. She was like, it's like a benefit for our relationship. She was just hilarious. I am such a fan of hers and was so excited that we got to meet her. And I just wanted to like, share the love and hopefully you know if this sounds interesting you should check out her podcast it's called be there in five and i think it's awesome it's amazing so go definitely check it out she also has amazing hair that's a total sidebar but yeah yeah she did have amazing hair yeah right it's like so long and healthy and perfectly curled yeah jealous one more thing before we get to this interview i feel like we're just like really teasing we're just really going I just want to talk about our other live shows. We have yes. a show this week in DC, but it's sold out. We so, sold it out. I mean, that's exciting for us, yes. but it's not exciting for you if you didn't get a ticket. Yeah. Um, and we also have shows coming up in Boston, Charleston, and Nashville. Yes. And for Boston, I think that people should know that your mom is one of our guests. Yes. So my, she's also a guest in Charleston, which is where she lives. She's flying to Boston just for the show. Um, very fancy Denise Atwood. So she is going to be our guest who does a book talk. So at every live show, we we do like talks about books and talks about friendship. And so my mom is our book talk guest and she's the person who who got me into reading. I think that she's also our tell embarrassing stories about Grace guest. I think you're probably right. She, she's so nice. I don't think she'll do that, but maybe she will. I'm going to bait her into doing it. Yeah. And as if that isn't enough, we we have plant talk with Denise Atwood. You, everyone can bring their dying house plants in and oh she God. can help. No, we can't do that. I need like a special one-on-one tutoring session. My plan is still fine, but I'm, I'm nervous. Yeah. Um, but we also have Jess Ann Kirby from the blog, Jess Ann Kirby. And we have Tara Foley, who's the founder of Phone Lane yes. in Boston. So there's definitely going to be a lot of clean beauty talk. Jess is also one of my favorite people. Her blog is amazing. It's JessAnnKirby.com. And she's really, really, um, she's just changed the direction of her business so much this year. She does a lot of like capsule wardrobes. Everything that she features is sustainable and like a ton of clean beauty. And I know that her and Tara have become good friends too. So it's just going to be like, I think it's going to be a really fun night with the, with the two of them. Totally. So if you want to get tickets for Boston, Charleston, or Nashville, go to batonpaperpodcast.com backslash live for tickets. Yes. 
Okay, so let's get into our guest. We are so excited to have our good friend, Cassandra Garcia, with us today. So if you came to our live show, you might have seen that Becca and I looked our absolute best that night. She made us into golden goddesses, and we are huge fans, but don't take our word for it. She's also the in-house makeup artist for Bobby Brown. She does the makeup for the cast of SNL and several other big stars, which she's not a name dropper, but we're going to get, we're going to get some details. We're serving her her rosé so that (laughs) she'll start like spilling the tea. Exactly. So Cassandra's work has been everywhere from the New York Times and Vanity Fair all the way to the Today Show. And what we really love about her approach is that it's all about having fun and playing with makeup. She aims to really enhance the natural beauty of her clients rather than hiding things or taking away. Um, And she is just amazing at that whole like dewy skin, fresh face look. Cassandra. Wow, you guys are so nice. You make me sound better than I am. We're so excited (laughs) you're here. You're a star. Oh my God, you guys are stars. No, you're a star. Everyone's a star. Yes, everyone's a star. You should all see our makeup now. We look great. We look so good. (laughs) I I had to put makeup on to come down here because I was like, uh, I I will show up here in my trash bucketiest apparel. (laughs) I put on some red lips for you guys. That's all I did. I don't even know if it's still I have face makeup on that has probably come off. You're all gorgeous. It's fine. Our brows are on. We're ready to go. But let's talk about makeup. Yes. So Cassandra did our makeup for our live show in New York. Which was so fun. And I was like, I've never looked this good. I will never look this good again. I want to know the secrets. We also both spent a million dollars after it. Like, I got two new highlighters, a primer, a new eyeshadow palette. Like, that rose gold eyeshadow you did me. Oh, oh so good. The Wonder Glow primer, which was Becca's obsession last week, but it was also mine. Like, so much. So Love much. It. I'm ready for the knowledge. I'm yes. ready for the truth. All right, let's go. Yeah. Cassandra, <laughs> before we get into, like, the hot tips, the products... Tell us about your career. Like, how does one become a makeup artist? To the stars. To the stars. Like, how did you get to where you are from, like, college to today? It's a long story. I assume you didn't (laughs) go to, like, college for makeup, right? No, I didn't. You just watched a lot of YouTube tutorials. Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so... YouTube wasn't even around when I started, yeah, right? Like, no, no, none of this was around when any of us started. Which is and a whole other story. But it's really cool that people have so much knowledge now from YouTube. Before it was like you would look at books or like I remember yeah. having the Kevin Aquan book and like loving that. And I started in high school and my whole thing was I used to love the weirdest color eyeshadow. Okay. And I would like go to Mac and be like, let me see that weird lime green color. And I would make it work. That was like my challenge. It was like... This is fun for me to get a purple, crazy purple or crazy pink and then make it work on my eyes. So I would wear like full eye makeup to school. (laughs) How old were you? I was probably high school. So like 10th grade, 11th grade. How old are we? 15 then? Yeah, yeah. So I actually wasn't ever into makeup except for my mom gave me eyeshadow palettes when I was young and she would be like one Maybelline was purple and one was blue and I would just like put a little shadow on. And then that was my thing. Oh, since cute. sixth grade on. Yeah. And then in college, I was in between jobs, and I would do my friends' makeup for fun, like before we went to the clubs, like when we, before we went to Tijuana, and like yeah. they would come over, <laughs> yeah. and I would do their makeup, their eyes, only okay. their eyes, because that's all I knew how to do. Okay. And then, did you do lashes or just no, just okay. eyes, mascara? Okay. Because okay. I didn't know about like skin, and like that was something really challenging in the beginning because you never know like different people's skin yeah 
So then I started, I was in college and I was in between jobs and my friend whose makeup I used to do, she was like, you should become a makeup artist. Like go work at Nordstrom. Like my friend's the beauty department head there and she'll interview you. And I was like, okay. And it was Christmas time and they, it was really competitive to get into the makeup industry when we were younger. And I think it still is. It is. But yeah. I mean, it was, I don't know. It was just so hard back then. Yeah. And like. It was so fun to get a job at Nordstrom or like... Wait, so did you work at one of the counters? Mm-hmm. Which one? I started... Well, I started... I got the job as a gift wrapper. Oh I was gosh. like a temp as a gift wrapper during the holidays. And I was just the best gift wrapper. I love gift wrapping, P.S. Yeah. And Great. So, I'm going to send all my presents to you and have you wrap them. Yeah. Sound okay. Good? Yeah. I'll come over here. You have a big table here. Yes. But um, so I started then. And so I would help everybody and everyone got to know me and loved me and it was a little too much because I was doing it part-time but then I was at San Diego State and I went to college for child psych which is really fun for my job now and it really helps me understand well, people. Well now you're just like yeah. psychoanalyzing everyone who's makeup. No. You, know? or just, you give a little therapy yeah. while you give a smoky eye. Exactly. Therapy and a red lip and we're ready to go. Yeah. Um, so I was at Nordstrom and they were I needed a part-time job because full-time was too much during full-time in college. So they were like, either Mac or Bobby Brown is open. And I was like, I want to work for Bobby Brown. I was just really uh, pulled into the brand by the messaging that like every woman wanted to look like themselves, only prettier and more confident. And that really spoke to me in the psychology of all things. Because my yeah. favorite part is the way I make people feel. Like You guys probably, like, how did you feel that day? I never felt better. I felt like a goddess. So I didn't want to wash like, my face. I wanted to stay up. Like We wouldn't be able to go to sleep, but... <laughs> Lay on your back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, that's my favorite part. So where was it? Oh yeah. So they gave me a part-time job at Bobby Brown while I was in college, and I really loved it. And then I was like, "What else can I do more to continue this path?" And I started interning while I was at Counter. Long story short, I graduated a month after graduation. I came out and moved here, not knowing a single person. But I had a contact in the office at Bobby Brown, and they hired me as a temp. So I was literally folding boxes again, starting from the beginning. And then I also started freelancing around the city. Okay. So then Bobby met me in the office while I was there and took me under her wing. And like three years later, I think I got a full-time job at the office corporately. But you like hustled for three years. For three years. I'd work seven days a week. I was freelancing at different like stores, whether it was an event at Bloomingdale's or Blue Mercury or anything like that. And... I was just hustling in four days in the office and I would do everything I could. Any makeups, I started doing Bobby's makeup, which was really cool. And I mean, that was amazing. Yeah. Because I had watched her from counter and I'd worked at the counter for about four and a half years before I moved to New York. And it was like my dream to just like meet her. And then when she asked me to do her makeup, I was like, what? Okay. That's really so cool. <laughs> then what happened from there? Yeah. So then I got a full-time job at the office as their resident makeup artist. And I would just like hustle there and then I'd hustle on the outside. One of my dreams was to work with the SNL girls. I wasn't sure if I wanted to do the show because that's a totally different type of makeup, costume makeup, and they are so incredible. Like you have to go to school for that, I right. think. So like special effects and yeah. I'm... So you don't I'm, do that. I don't do that. Okay. So you just make them look. Well, it's good. like yeah. You know, it's like I turn Alec Baldwin into Donald Trump. You're yeah. like what? Yeah. I know how amazing is that? I mean, they they're just so talented. But um, I do their makeup when then when they are themselves. I do yeah. their makeup when they are themselves. Okay. So 
any outside things I do, like press or magazine covers and things like that, that's really amazing. But it's funny because when I first visited New York before I moved here, I went on like an SNL tour and I was just like always such a big fan and like it was truly amazing. And then somehow I was able to talk to this woman who runs a PR for SNL. And long story, it was this woman, Debbie, who bought a makeup lesson from one of Bobby's teams. And she was like, oh, um, I was just at SNL. You should meet the girl. She seems really nice. And I was, she's like, you guys could be friends. And I was like, what? Okay, sure. And she... <laughs> this is my life dream. This is my life dream. Wait, okay. which girl is it? Her name, her name was Kara. Oh, not one of the cast members. No, oh, no, no, okay. no. It was a long road. And she was like, this girl named Kara and you would be really great as friends. And I was like, okay. And I met Kara. She was really sweet. She introduced me to her friend Jen, who did took over her job. And then Jen was like, hey, you're amazing. I love you. And I would do like her boss's makeup, her makeup. And she's like, I should introduce you to the PR girl at SNL, hers, whose name was Lauren. And Lauren was like, um, sure, you can come over and like try makeup on me. And I was like, okay, sure, anytime. And then Lauren was like, one day needed me for Seth Meyers to do grooming. And I did his makeup and he had a hairdresser there already. And she liked me and the hairdresser remembered me because I had been on set with Gabby Sidibe. And I had been there for the week and she remembered me for being nice and kind. And she was like, she's great. And then after that, Lauren would book me a whole bunch of things after. And you've been working a ton with A.D. Bryant for Shrill mm-hmm. and for all of her press around that. Yes. So A.D. is one of my good friends. I love her so much. And I did her wedding makeup, did her Shrill. Shrill's amazing. Like, oh, my God. Total game changer. Oh, my God. It's, we so, it's such a good show. show. So much. I was so sad that it was only, what was it, six episodes? I know. I didn't realize it was six episodes. I just didn't pay attention. I know, so and then I thought you were I like, had like out. five more, and I was like, I know. Wait, no. I can't wait for, they got picked up for a season two, right? Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I know. They're, it's so exciting. I really love that show. It really speaks to me, like growing up, and I was like, oh my God, this is bringing up all the feels. Yeah. Even on the press tour, when she was talking about all these things growing up, I was like, how is she able to talk about this all? But it's so nice that it's out in the open and everyone feels that way too. Even yeah. my brother was saying the same thing. Yeah. Which I found amazing. And Andy's just an incredible person and we're really good friends. Oh, so that lucky. makes me so happy that she's wonderful. Yeah. She really is. So can we get into the tactics here? Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Grab a notebook, people. Seriously, like, you want to be need... sitting down with a notebook for this one. I know. I We already made Cassandra tell us that she would teach us how to do our makeup at some point because I, I don't know. But we have a bunch of questions from our listeners. So first we're going to do face questions. Okay. But wait, I'm curious. So you said the face stuff is the hardest part. Is that true? Well, when I started, it was like I started with eyeshadow. So for me, it was like color, color, color. But then when you got into complexion and different skin types, it's different for everybody. So you won't have the same skin type as myself or Grace, right? Yeah. So you just learned on weather. at the so, yeah. counter. I learned so much at the counter because you have a plethora of women coming up with different yeah. kinds of problems. Like, I remember the first day I started on counter and no one was there yet. And I was like the first one there and this woman comes up to me and she was like, oh, can you cover my, my daughter's acne? Can you match her to a foundation? I had no idea what I was doing. So I remember bending down and like looking at my friend and be like, what do I do? she's like just put the foundation down the face 
and like see if it melts into the skin. And I was like, okay. But it's like, it's very temperamental, depending on skin tone, color, like formula. Like how many foundations are there out there? Yeah, and you can have different types of undertones. Like Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Undertones and new category, I feel like, that's yeah. out in the open now. Yeah. So, I mean, contouring, all that stuff. So it's definitely, I learned so much from Bobby, actually, because she was so detailed in everything. So it was like always matching the face to the neck, to the chest, to the hand. She has this famous story where she was doing a ballerina dance or something like that, and the foot was almost to the face, but the foot was a different color than the face. So it was like she had to match it, but like the details to even point that out yeah. is incredible. Wow. That's insane. I know. Okay, so we're clearly starting with the very basics here. Yes. Which goes on first, concealer or foundation? So there's no wrong answer, you know, normally to put on concealer, what we teach people is to put on concealer because you can see a complete difference after you do that, correct? Yeah. So for some people, you don't have to do foundation after if you start with concealer. Some people already know that they need to put concealer on or they need to put foundation on so they can do, put the foundation on, they can kind of be kind of messy with it and not touch anything under the eye versus like if you do your concealer first, you have to be careful just to like not put foundation on top of it. If that makes sense. So foundation does not go on top of concealer? No. Hmm. Well, I've been doing that wrong. Same. <laughs> okay. Should well, we keep a tally? <laughs> yeah, let's... Like, so... It's not wrong. It's just yeah. like, we'll probably... So concealer is a little bit of a thicker consistency, correct? It should be enough to kind of illuminate under the eye, and then your foundation kind of neutralizes the skin tone and brings a little bit of more vibrancy, Correct. Okay. I mean, you correct. tell us. You tell I'm us. not going to correct you. So if you put you. a yeah. liquid on top of a cream, it's going to mess up the cream. It's going to crease it. Yeah. So I would, and it's if it's not happening to you, great. But sometimes it's something, you, a small step you can avoid. Okay. Yeah. So the next question was a listener question, but it's like what I would have asked you because I really struggle with under eye concealer. I just think it can be really aging. Like Mm -hmm. I don't have a ton of fine lines, but the ones I do, it will settle into. Mm -hmm. And I also have really dry skin, so it can just make that area look like so much more dry. Um, Do you have a concealer or tips and tricks for making sure that it doesn't settle in those lines or like what to do? Yes. So... Concealer is such a sensitive subject because if you don't normally use concealer and you put something on, you're definitely going to notice more creasing under the eye. Not yeah, creases, I think but I noticed that because I don't really wear a lot of face makeup. And then when I do, I'm like, oh my God, I look so old. Yeah. So, and especially like when you're looking, like I remember when I was at counter and you show someone, they're like, oh, I look older. Oh, I can see my fine lines. But it's always a battle. Do you want to see darkness or do you want to see a little fine line? So like nobody's going to be looking at you as close as you do in the mirror. Okay. So you, for me, I love concealer because it really helps to brighten my under eye and makes me look more awake. I don't mind that it gives me a little texture. But the tricks to not getting texture under the eye is, of course, starting with eye cream, using a very thin layer of eye cream, almost like a little bit of a slip. Mm-hmm. So that way your concealer glides on and it's not gliding onto something dry. Okay. Does is that there, make sense? Is there an eye cream that you use? I love the Bobbi Brown one. I'm not just plugging it, but no, I actually I, really like it. It's very thin. Okay. Sometimes when the eye cream is super like active with super things that do, like the La Mer one, yeah. is very, very active and emollient. So I would do the La Mer at night, something that you're concerned with. Like say you're wearing something for puffiness. Also maybe even like a gel is really nice. 
before mm. your concealer. Cause so then almost you like can, a primer. Exactly. Yeah. So, because okay. your eyes under eye doesn't have any pores in it, so that's when we age, we get a little bit more wrinkly under here. Yeah. So that's why it's so important to use eye cream. So just like you use it at night, you should use it in the morning before your concealer as well. And then how are we putting the concealer on? So you can apply it with your finger or a brush. That is totally up to you. So I'm what kind are you using? Beauty yeah. blender is that wrong? So I would probably not apply it with a beauty blender. I would apply it first directly to the under eye. I apply it with my finger. Okay. Yeah, I do my finger and then I blend it with the beauty blender. Great, that's perfect. Right. Okay. What are you guys using in concealers? I use the Tarte Rainforest of the Sea, something or other. Okay, so it's like more of a stick, or is it more of no? Like it's a, wand? a um, it's like a wand. Okay. So that's great. So that should be a little bit more moisturizing, right? It's not too drying? I don't think so, but I don't, what do I know? Yeah. <laughs> I use the NARS Creamy Concealer, which I like, but I just, I think I look so old when I put concealer on. It was funny because we were, this is like a terrible game to play, mm-hmm. but we were drinking with our friend Jackie. Oh, this game was vicious. Uh-oh. And so we were talking about like what's wrong with our faces. Like who plays this game? Well, so we were playing, what we were doing is we were talking we were about ourselves. We were at Polo ourselves. Bar drinking, talking about ourselves. We were talking about ourselves and we were saying... I have... Like, what we would fix. I have self-consciousness of, like, under my eyes, which you can't fill, really, with Botox or something. Like, my forehead's fine. I I don't mind. I have a little bit of crow's feet, but not a ton. And I was like, I want to figure out what to do under my eyes. And um, our friend Jackie is very lovely, but is also very, like, self-aware in a way that, like, Grace or I are probably not as aware. And Grace is like, tell me what's wrong with my face. Yeah, that is a and she was well. Have you ever thought about using concealer under your eyes, <laughs> like just like that? And I was like, yes, I have, but I have this whole issue with like it makes me look old, mm-hmm. so I don't want to do it. Um, I mean, that's everybody, but yeah. At the end of the day, I remember it's at the end of the day you have to think: Do I want to look dark under my eye, or do I want to see a little texture? Yeah, and for okay. me, it's just seeing a little texture. Okay, but if you find the right concealer, then. It's amazing. Like, yeah. I tried the Marc Jacobs one recently, and I'm really into it. I'm okay. a big Clay de Peau fan as well for under eye concealer. The only thing is that the Clay de Peau is a little bit drier, which is great for coverage, but not great for seeing a little yeah. texture in the eye if you have some. But the Marc Jacobs one glides on really nice okay. as well. It's more silky. It's thinner, and I actually really love it. Are we also using concealer that is a little bit lighter than our foundation shade? So typically, yes. I like to see slight brightness, not too white. So, Because, okay. you know, back in the day, it used to be two shades lighter than your natural foundation. So then you would see yeah. the whiteness. But then when you would smile, you'd see a total color contrast between your under eye and your face. So you're like one shade off. You're like one shade off. Okay. okay. You kind of want to see a natural illumination without seeing any kind of contrast between mm-hmm. shades, under eye and face. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. This is getting really deep. It's really, no, I told it, you, this is really technical. I want the specifics because yeah. nobody yes. has ever explained this to me. So here's how I feel about makeup mm-hmm. is that I was really good at it until I was about like 24 mm-hmm. where I could like do makeup better than everyone else. And I was like, I've always had clear skin, so I haven't had to like worry about covering up a lot of stuff. And I was like really good. And then like everyone lapped me and I've just stayed at like the same level. But isn't that interesting? Because it's like you're, th- you're talking about skin. See, that's the hardest part. 
Well, no, so I haven't had to do a ton of, like, covering up my skin, but, like, yeah. I, I haven't gotten better at, like, when it's, like, when you see videos and they're, like, and then I'm going to bake, and I'm, like, I don't know what that means, like, I mean, do I, I need that? Is that for me? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's not, also, like, trends are not for everyone either. But I never baked. But I want to know what the trends are that I want to know about, yeah. you know, where it's, like, should I be contour it? Like, what's, what do I do? Like, I feel like, obviously the YouTube beauty community is, like, much more intense than the everyday, like, I want to look like this. Yeah. But I'm like, what do I want to borrow? Mm-hmm. Like, how do I get past my, like, 24-year-old skill of makeup? You know Especially I think I the live older. shows are going to be so good for you because I've gotten oh, better. Oh, for you? No, for me too. But <laughs> for you in terms of learning more because we're getting our makeup professionally done at each one. I think every time I get my makeup done, I learn a new trick. Like, I learn new things just when I glam squat over the other day. Yeah. So I think you're going to learn a lot. So I learned about the Mac Whirl lip pencil, which is like the exact same color of my lips, Mm -hmm. but like so perfect. And he just put the, um, the, um, what is that lip balm? The red one, the pawpaw, the Australian pawpaw Mm -hmm. ointment over that. Mm -hmm. And then on my hair, she used the, she blew it out, then curled it, curled it. And then before hairspray, put the, um, dry bar triple sec texturizing mist over it. And that made my, like, beach waves last for three days afterwards. Like, they didn't fall Amazing. out. Like, my, I can make a blowout last, but the waves never last. So I think you're going to learn so much this summer. I don't know whether I should be offended or... You said you needed to learn new tricks. Yeah, but I want to learn tricks from Cassandra telling me what yeah. to do. <laughs> but you're going to learn... I'm not saying this to be offensive. I'm just saying I learn new things every time I get my makeup done. Well... I'm here to learn. Yeah, well, it's interesting, too, because different artists are different in so many ways. Like, even the way I, I see hairdressers do hair on set, I'll learn something from each of them. Yeah. Versus, like, I don't get to work with other makeup artists very often. So that's yeah. a real, like, even talking to you guys is really great because then I can ask you what you're using. Because I get stuck in, like, not stuck, but, like, I get in my routine. I yeah. get my products. And luckily, like... I have my agency who sends me new things so I can test them out. But it's so easy to get in that same kind of rut or, like, same thing yeah. every day. Yeah. Okay. We have so many questions. Okay. So yeah. We're going we're go. to keep going. Somebody asked about how to smooth out rough, red, rosacea skin. Or I guess, like, just skin that has... Texture. Texture. Yeah. Textured skin is very tough. I mean, it depends also. So... There's different type of skin with texture skin, whether it's from dry, with from rosacea. Always, you know, consult your dermatologist with what creams you're using on rosacea. But usually with rosacea, it's red and a little textured. So the trick is to not add texture with your makeup. So what I like to do when skin is very textured is to start with a very thin foundation first to cover the redness and to glide over it and then go back and do spot correcting on the texture if it's red. Okay. So say it's like a pimple and you have it red, 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 but it's say you popped it and it's like almost scabby, right? Yeah, that's the worst. It's the worst. So in that case, I would glide, like put foundation around it because once you start putting foundation in the crevices, it starts to look really textured. So you could try and spot correct it with something a little bit more um, drying or like on top. Sometimes I'll even make a mole out of it. Worst Uh, case scenario. Right? Oh, yeah. Have you done that? No. No. <laughs> Sometimes I'll of do that. Of course I'm not making, like, <laughs> fake moles on myself. You could just do, like, a little dot, and it'll be like, oh, you don't see any of the redness. But it's definitely tough. But, what, okay, so we're not making a mole. We're not making yeah, a mole. Okay, fine. On textured skin, 
Start with a really light foundation first to cover any redness and then spot correct where you need it on top. With what? What do I spot correct with? With concealer? your concealer. Okay. And also, there are different types of concealers. Some are just made for under eye and some are made for face. So when you're doing texture on the face, make sure it's a little drier because you don't want it to be wet. Okay. You need it to like grip onto the skin and just smooth over that Do you have a favorite concealer for that kind of a thing? I really do like the Clay de Peau one. Okay. It's, it's, it's a little bit, it's definitely expensive, but I think that the Marc Jacobs one is really nice too. It's just a little bit more slippy. So try it. I'm really loving that Marc Jacobs one. I just okay. got it last week and I'm Ooh. like, Ooh, I'm loving I it. I might be getting that in my next Sephora order. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, the trick is just to not add like a full cover foundation all over your face because you think you have texture and you need to smooth it out because that's all it's going to do is go over it and make it look more cakey. Okay. Also, pre- prepping with the right skincare helps all the makeup glide on even okay. better. What about, um, so we had an oily skin listener write in and she asked, what, how do I use highlighter without looking like an oily mess? So for oily skins, I would definitely do highlighter just in the high points of the cheeks. Because then if you do it all over your face, you're going to look even more oily. So we get oily maybe through the T-zone, through the nose, and chin. So make sure to use your highlighter right through the high points of the cheeks and into the temples versus doing anything in the center of the face. And just make sure that you powder through the center so that way you're matted down but shiny where you need it. Okay. That's, that's an easy one. And what about SPF? Like, how do I do sunscreen with makeup? Like, do I put it on under? Do I use, like, a... CC cream or something that has it in it? Like, how do they play nicely? So using a foundation... Well, the foundation these days, a lot have an SPF in them. And that's okay. Is that good enough? And that's okay. So what I've been doing lately, because I've been testing the same thing, you always want to think that you want the sunscreen closest to the sun so that way you're protected Mm -hmm. but sometimes that's impossible because you don't want to make your makeup run or mess it up after you made it perfectly can you imagine like you have like a full face of makeup and then you're like let's put some sunscreen (laughs) on yeah what about those powders though there's like the um the three custom the three custom lab um they have a, a sunscreen powder that like a lot of people love yeah, that would be great. I mean, everyone's making something cool with sunscreen right now, I feel like, because we're all so aware of it. Yeah. And I haven't tried that powder yet, but I've actually I been using a either. spray, like a goop spray. And it's almost like a setter. Oh, the super, the super goop. goop? Yeah. Oh, I was like, oh, goop doesn't goop. have that. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> what? Are they two different brands? Yeah, yeah goop yeah. is Gwyneth Paltrow, and, and the super goop, goop is like a sunscreen company. Okay. Goop is like 100. The I'm one learning thing is, so many things. Well, what makes We're me here upset. for the totally non-important yeah. knowledge. Supergoop is like my favorite sunscreen, but it's not clean. Like I've been really What's struggling that? to find a clean sunscreen. Oh, well, a lot of the stuff me. that we love isn't clean. So, oh my god, I'm gonna have to consult yeah. with you. We're all trying. Oh, well, I've been yeah. using the unclean, and it's been okay. <laughs> yeah, no, their I liked products it are it was, like, amazing. Clear. Yeah, they also have a yeah. primer um, sunscreen. Oh yeah, I got. Yeah. So many of those sent to me, and I was yeah. loving the spray because yeah. we were on set last week with Veronica Beard, and we were out in the wilderness, and it was hot, and it was like the model was like getting red, so we would just apply that every so often. It was yeah. really nice. So we have to find clean sunscreen now. Yeah. What about blush? So somebody asked about cream versus powder, and how do you know which one to use? So cream is not going to last as long as powder because it's still wet. It'll be really beautiful for, at first. For me, it fades away. What cream blush do you use? Because I am a cream blush devotee. Yeah, and it stays on you? Like when you put the Flesh Beauty lip balm on your Yes, cheeks. I did. I 
Linda Wells was on the other week and I was like, I love your blush. And she's, I was like, I just love a cream blush. And she's like, we don't have a cream blush. And I was like, well, then clearly I've been putting lip gloss on my, or lipstick I, on I my face. I actually did it and it's great. And that's a trick. I think it's fine. In a pinch, I, totally I always fine. use my lipstick on my cheek. Well, yeah. I use, um. That the, lipstick works great as blush. Yeah. I, I thought it was blush. I use the NARS matte multiple mm-hmm. in, uh, not one of the like shimmery ones mm-hmm. in, um, like a, a bright pink color. And I really like it. I like it in a stick. But I'm always on the hunt for a good cream blush because I, I, I do like cream blush. I love the Chantecaille one right now. I've been Ooh. playing with that one. It's called Happy. I haven't tried and I that. I love, I love that color. I love Chantecaille. It's so pretty. The Bobbi Brown one, Pale Pink, I really love as well. Those are my top two. And sometimes I'll even layer them so they stay on a little bit longer. And so you think generally powder blush stays longer? For me, yes. But I tend to run hot. Okay. So creams kind of melt away on me versus okay. someone who's a little bit more dry or, you know, not, what is it? Sweaty? Yeah. Too much wine. Oh. <laughs> She's had like four <laughs> sips of wine. Um, but yeah, so creams tend to move on me sometimes, especially like if it's hot outside for mm-hmm. me and on some clients. But cream blush is beautiful. I'm really into it. Like on set, I use it all the time because I'm there to kind of watch it and touch up. Yeah. Um, and in a pinch, I always use like my red lipstick on my cheek as well. Okay. What about setting? So we got a lot of questions. What's better? Setting powder, setting spray. What are your favorite products to set? And is, is this is me wondering, mm-hmm. is setting product, is it a myth? Because like, I don't ever know that I actually believe that it does anything. I kind of agree, unfortunately, but some people swear by it. Right. So I never want to say it's the wrong thing to do because it might work on someone where it doesn't work on me. Like it feels really nice. Like mist yourself. Like, so do you know what I do? And this might be total made up. So I put on my foundation with, um, one of the Tarte Kabuki brushes, like Mm -hmm. the big brushes. And I like it. I like to just like wet it a tiny bit before I use it mm-hmm. and so instead of water I use like the makeup forever setting spray mm-hmm. to wet it with mm-hmm. and I think it does make a difference in how long it stays on interesting I think that's super interesting I think that does work because I know someone who uses eyeshadow with the primer like a powder shadow and that goes on really smoothly and she swears that it stays on all day she literally just told me this the other day so I have to try it but it would make sense I think it does make a difference. Yeah. But yeah. to spray it after, for me, it hasn't worked. Yeah, I don't think I haven't, it does like, anything. I haven't been obsessed with it. I tend to use a powder okay. because it definitely sets your foundation where you need it. Like I love to set my foundation through the center of the face. I do do a little powder under my eyes sometimes and then through the nose and chin. And then I love to keep the cheeks like fresh and glowy because I love a highlighter. And yeah. You know, if you use a cream blush, you don't necessarily want to set it with powder. Totally. So that would make sense if you have a cream blush and you maybe want to set it with the setting spray. So what setting powder do you like? Well, I love the Bobbi Brown one because I have it. Sure. But I do love the Laura Mercier one, that translucent powder, the little one. Oh, yeah. I like oh, that one. Oh, yeah. Because it's super thin. Have you tried the Shantakai, um HG setting powder? I haven't. It's in a brush. It's, you can try I have it here. Have it? Is it um, so good? I love it. But oh. it's also like... As with all Shanzakai products, like it's like sixty dollars. 
Yeah, but it's yeah. worth it, right? Yes. Powder lasts a long time. Face. I feel it's like worth, yeah. powder is like lasts forever, bronzers and things like that. It's yeah. It's like nice to splurge on. Unlike their $72 mascara. Oh my God, no I can't way. get on board with that. No. $72? It has peptides Why? to make your lashes longer. So it's like a serum? So it's like buying Latisse. Does it make a big difference? Have you felt it? Yes, but I am not, not going to buy it again. Worth? I, I bought it once. Like I was, I was in Blue Mercury. I was doing a sponsored post. Mm-hmm. Like I had a three hundred dollar credit to spend at Blue Mercury. I spent mm-hmm. like five hundred dollars. Yep. Um, but you know, you're in the moment, and they're doing it, and you look like your best, and you're like, oh my god! Like if you had done my makeup, and all the products were available to purchase, yeah, I would. I get sold so easily. I'm like, yes. I, well, I need all of these things. Like clearly, same. Yeah. Okay. Can we have a MythBuster moment? Yeah. What's the deal with primer? So primers, there's so many different types of primers. I know. I've grown to really love primer this year. What's your favorite? Um, well, I love the one that you got us on, but see, Becca uses that all over her face. I use it just in certain spots. I love the Flesh Beauty Primer. Um, it just like, I feel like it ages me backwards. I think it makes me look like a teenager. And what's the consistency of it? It's a gel, okay. but it has like iridescent particles in it. You have to try it, Becca. So I, I love the Charlotte Tilbury Wonder Glow, which I know mm-hmm. you like, and it like kind of gives you the the glowiness but like mm-hmm. does is primer supposed to make your makeup stay on better like what is primer for there are different types of primers targeted for different things okay so there's like for example there's a matte primer there's like a sunscreen primer there's a radiant primer there's a i don't ever want a matte primer that sounds like it make me look wrinkly but someone who's super oily say through their t-zone and they need kind of that yeah. matteness it really helps it's almost like I don't. So it's not say, like one size fits all. Like you want no. to have a primer that is like specifically for whatever your skin concern is, not just like oh, this is a good primer. Exactly. This will work for me. Exactly. That might be the problem that I've encountered before. And also remember how multi-masking was so important, mm. like such a thing back in the day. So we need to be multi-priming. Not multi-priming, but there is something to it. So say like. You have your matte primer, and you get really shiny throughout the day. You could do your matte primer through the center. You can do your radiance primer through the cheeks. And then you can put your foundation on top. Interesting. But it's not necessary all the time. Okay. So you don't have to use it all the time. If it works for you and it helps you keep your makeup on longer, then go for it. So that's what I thought primer was for beforehand, and I never really saw a difference. But now I've started using more of like a radiant primer Mm -hmm. to like get glowy skin I don't think it helps my makeup stay on better, but I'm like, oh, I I can tell like this step does something. Whereas before I was like, I don't know if this is anything. Yeah. Like there's a face base that can help you like keep your makeup on longer. I'm not sure if it works for everybody, but it definitely helps some people at least glide over the skin, kind of prep it and plump it for a makeup application. Yeah. But I mean, there's primers, there's setting spray, there's... There's so, There's many, so many products. And it doesn't mean you have to have them all. Yeah. But if something works for you, maybe that's like your one key thing. Yeah. Well, right? the Wonder Glow works for both of us and we're yeah. obsessed yeah. with it. And it's funny because the Wonder Glow for me, I mix it with my foundation. Interesting. Interesting so idea. Yeah. So I kind of dilute my foundation. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just gives it this illuminant glow mm. versus too sparkly when you put like it all over your yeah. face. So well, I put it all over my face, but then I put foundation over it. Yeah. So I like to mix it because that way... I'm going to do that tomorrow. Try it because sometimes when you layer something shimmery on the skin, this one's great because the particles are very tiny, but if it's a little bit more particle, it'll lift off the face or if okay. it's too illuminated. Like, so mix, try and mix it. See what happens. Okay. So we know that one of your signature things is just like glowy, great 
skin, what are what are the products that I can use not as a makeup artist to get this? So we've talked about the Charlotte Tilbury Wonder Glow. Mm-hmm. Like, what else can I have in my arsenal? Definitely the right skincare for you. Start with skincare. I always start with moisturizer. I always start with like a toner first to make sure your skin is clean. Mm-hmm. Then I, my trick is to mix your shimmer into your foundation because then it kind of gives an illumination everywhere but it doesn't look too sparkly so it gives that lit from within glow oh i'm gonna do that and what about highlighter because i feel like when you did our makeup i was wearing like three different kinds of highlighter that dior highlighter you got me to use i love i bought that too so i'm really into the dior highlighter i love this pink glow color um and i think highlighters should always be very nude Mm-hmm. Not always, but when you buy your basic highlighter, I would buy your skin tone correct highlighter. So it almost looks like nothing on the skin, but when you turn, sorry, <laughs> when you turn your face, you can kind of see this glow in different areas. So you could do it on the high points of the cheek and the temples, and you may not see it inside, but when you walk outside and the sun hits it perfectly, it just glows. But you can't really tell like, oh, that's a pink highlighter. It just looks like, oh my God, her skin looks amazing. And do you like a powder highlighter for over makeup? I like a powder highlighter. I don't mind a cream highlighter either. I go back and forth. Okay. So they're all good options. Yes. There's no bad one. When it comes to cream, I just like it to be a drier cream so it attaches to the skin a little bit better. Yeah. Okay. Like the Pat McGrath one's really nice. Um, Before that, I used to use this Medina Milano, but I don't even know if they make it anymore. I have like one more tube. Oh. I can't find it anywhere. We both really used to love the Becca um, oh yeah, one. But the problem was the packaging on that. We both like mm-hmm. kept breaking it, and it was you just can't like, fly with it. When that bottle <laughs> breaks in your makeup bag or oh. your or on your floor, it's it's a nightmare. Oh my like. god! So okay, we're gonna take a quick break mm-hmm. to talk about a sponsor, and then we're gonna come back and talk about your favorite subject, eyeshadow. <gasps> yes, can we? Okay, so we want to tell you more about Night Pillow. So the Night Pillow is a memory foam pillow with a silk case that wants to support a better you one night at a time. So you've probably seen it on Instagram. I mean, you maybe have seen it on our Instagram because we talk about it all the time, all the not time. as an ad, just yes. because. Um, but it's also beloved by celebrities like Madonna and Kim Kardashian. So, I mean, that makes me feel pretty cool because we use the same pillow. But yeah. I've been using mine for a few months now, and I'm obsessed. So I'm a side sleeper, and I, I find that this pillow gives me really great support but it also, and it bounces back if I toss and turn during the night, which is so huge. I'm, I'm pretty converted. And after staying in a hotel this week, I was like, no, my at-home sleeping stitch is better than this. Even though the, yeah. the bed was real comfortable. I, I missed my night pillow when we were sleeping in a hotel. Yeah. I might get the travel case. I don't know. We'll see. I'm so obsessed with mine, though. So I, I say this all the time, but I, I'm just such a light sleeper. Like, it, if I don't have the proper um, setup, I sleep terribly. So this thing has been a total game changer for me. Um, I've been using it for four years. I went back. I thought it was three years. It's been four years that, since I've had mine. What I love most about it is the memory foam. So I'm a stomach sleeper. Um, but this is very supportive, but it's not, like, so thick that it throws my back out of alignment. Tyrion is also a fan. And my when I had a boyfriend, he always tried to steal it from me. Now I have two. So when I've, if I get my, my 30-year-old boyfriend that I'm going to get, um, he'll, he'll have his own. Is that in your Hinge profile? Has an, I have an extra night pillow? It's waiting for you. Yeah. I think that would be a great, a great bio addition. 
We, oh, I can change looking for from looking for someone to watch Game of Thrones with to looking for someone to use my second night pillow. And wait, you just got your parents' night pillows. Are they into I it? I did. They are. They love them. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. So as if it wasn't enough that it's the most comfortable pillow, it's also really good for your skin and your hair because the cover is silk. So it helps to preserve a blowout, which for me is huge. Grace can get five days, but I'm lucky if I get a second day. And it's, it's better for your skin. So love that. I also recently got their eye mask that I'm excited to try out, their sleep mask. So if you want to give Night Pillow a try, visit www.discovernight.com to learn about it um, and all of their other luxurious beauty sleep products. They also have sheet masks. They do. The sheet masks have gold in them. It's major. Major. So you can take 20% off using code BOP20. That's BOP20. Honestly, we got a lot of chat about this at our Chicago live show when people were talking to us afterwards. And I get it that it's a bit of a splurge, but honestly, you spend a third of your life asleep. So to me, it's like worth it. And if you think about it on a cost per use basis, it's basically free because you use it every night. So if you're still on the fence, they also have a 101 night return policy. So you can sleep on it and try it for yourself. So again, if you're thinking about it, the code is 20% off with the code BOP20. So we are back and we want all of your knowledge about eyeshadow. And this is your favorite. Or this is where you got your start. This is where you got your start. Where Wait. Where it comes from. So this is, this is my favorite question to ask you because when I saw you at SoulCycle and you, we, you would decide you were going to do our makeup, the first question she says to me is, can we please do your brows? And I was like, yes, absolutely. Please do my brows. Like, I just hate plucking my eyebrows. I get, like, very nervous about it. Like, I, I clean them up a little bit. But I'm so curious to know your tips and your tricks for cleaning up eyebrows, but also filling them in, defining them, the whole thing. All things eyebrows. All things eyebrows. I guess I, it's so funny. I, I guess the brows are the first thing I see. Yeah. And I always do my brows like no matter what. Number one. Yeah. Always. My, I think my mom taught me that. Like she never leaves the house without her eyebrows. I'll be like, mom, let's go. She goes, but my brows, I have to do them. And I love eyebrows because one, like little things by filling them in, just like change the whole face. It really helps to frame your face. Um, I used to have really insanely bushy brows and then I waxed them all off when I was younger as did you guys do that? Yeah. Oh, I had them oh plucked. God. I plucked them so off. Bad. Like this is why I'm so scared. I because never yes. got into the thin brow thing, and I'm oh, so thankful. Thank God, I did. I think I'm like a few years older than you guys, and I um, went through. That was like the 1998, 1999 was like the prime time to like have that like really anorexic like line of an eyebrow. Yeah. And I remember one day I just like I plucked. I went from like the eyebrows I have now, maybe even thicker, to like the fine line. My mom like cried she was like what have you done I was like this is this is the look same and it was like this like little like tadpole yeah it was so bad or sperm or rainbows or anything do you you remember nads oh my gosh yes my mom bought me nads so you put that on your eyebrows oh yeah I waxed my eyebrows all off you waxed your what not own eyebrow but yeah I waxed my own eyebrow oh my god that's so intense I know people have shaved their own eyebrows and that's terrifying that's a commitment I just, with a tweezer, was just, like, yanking out multiple like, oh, groups of hairs. They were, like, little circles. And oh then God. I got to Nordstrom, and I met this girl. Her name was Melissa. And she goes, and she was the Anastasia Brow Girl. And she oh. looked, and I remember we became friends, and she goes, 
we need to fix those sperm brows. And I was like, okay. I wish I had that at I a younger age. So now I guess I feel like I passed the message on. Yeah. Because I would, like, one little thing and you can fix them and they're perfect. Yeah. What's but the one she, little thing? I mean, everyone's different, okay. right? So it's about shaping them. I would definitely go to a professional. If yeah. you have great brows where you feel like you just have a couple hairs that you need to tweeze around, my recommendation is always to fill them in to your perfect brow and then tweeze around them. So you're kind of creating your own stencil. Luckily, I had Melissa, like, rehab me back to my brows, but, like, they never grew all the way back. And yeah, I still have, like, weird holes in yeah, them. That's right? why I don't like to pluck them because exactly. I, like, keep hoping that those little holes are going to grow back. And but it's just around. Yeah. Like, you just got to clean it up or else I'm looking at the little hairs right here. Yeah, I have them. She's pointing to Grace's face right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> don't look at me. But Grace <laughs> hates getting plucked, right? I do, but I, I do pluck them. I do. Since our little makeup, I thought I was yeah. doing better. It's what nice. about I like them. What about filling them in? Like, what products do you like to fill one's brows? I love either an eyeshadow powder and or like a micro brow kind of pencil. Mm-hmm. I don't love, I love the small strokes that you can do. So yeah. that's why I also love a powder because you can use a really thin brush and kind of apply where you need it. Um, I always start at the head of the brow and you can always take like a pencil and you line up from the edge of your nose to the inside of your eye and that's where it should line up. You might have to show me. And then it's on the outside of the nose to the outside of the eye is where your eyebrow should stop. Hmm. And it should arch right outside the pupil. Yeah. Okay. There okay. should be diagrams about it. I bet there is. If I'm there sure is. if you Google, Google this. Yeah, Google it so you can get a yeah. visual. But yeah. What about mascara? What is your all-time favorite mascara? Sean's a guy. Just kidding. <laughs> Grace, we will not plug more seventy-two dollar <laughs> mascara. I, the $72 yeah. mascara has become a joke. It comes up in every yeah. episode. Like, I will not be buying it again. Like, let's be clear. Oh my God. If Sean Sakai wants to start gifting the podcast, we're open to it. But it's very open. It's, it's just way too expensive. I need to go look at that. I was just hoping you would love Sanders it. Sanders like, I'm sold. <laughs> I was just Curious. hoping you would love it and be like, oh yeah, it's the best mascara ever. And then you back to me be to like, confirm, mm. justify your purchase. Yes. No. Um, I love High low mascara. I love to try every mascara there is out there. I haven't found the one. Okay, so yet. let's start low. <laughs> what are the good drugstore ones? I love Voluminous. I love that one. It's so good. Who makes that? L'Oreal. It's L'Oreal. L'Oreal. Okay. I love. Have you tried Lash Paradise by L'Oreal? I like no, that one too. No, I haven't. Another There's one. another one that comes in a black tube that's kind of rounded. It's not Voluminous, but it's something else. Oh, telescopic. I'm not sure. But I love to go to the drugstore and just see all the new mascaras and see what's up. What if I'm buying high? You're buying high. Bleh. You're buying high. But not $72 high. No, no. I'm really into the Marc Jacobs one. I like that one too. That it's one's really a nice. little too much volume for me. Is it? I never thought I'd say it, but it was just like overwhelming. I liked the Pat McGrath one too. Okay. The only thing is once it started getting a little old, it started like flaking a little. But I loved the volume it gave. I have a personal question. Mm-hmm. Not personal about you, about me. <laughs> What is a good day-to-day mascara? Like something that doesn't make me look like I'm ready for a night out. Well, you can... I love to layer my mascara. So start off lightly. You don't have to buy a certain mascara for the day, but like you can do one coat. When I put on like Dior Show, like one coat is like... Too much? It's too much. I like... I do like the Glossier Lash Lick, but I want to know an alternative. Yeah. I like Lash Lick. I love the Bobbi Brown Smokey Eye Mascara. Okay. 
It's really, I love the brush of it. Sometimes, like, they give us the disposable ones, and I use it on other mascara, but it's spiraled really tight. And you can layer it, but this one's really nice, and it gives you feathery lashes without too much texture. I'm going to try that. That's what I want for day-to-day. Yeah. I want, like, serious lashes for night, but... Totally. Yeah. But my trick for mascara that I love to do is when I buy in multiples, so, like, I'll start with one, and I'll open it up and pump it a little and then put it away. Because the best part of a mascara is in the middle when it's slightly dry. So I do that beforehand. Is you that intentionally crazy? dry out your mascara. Slightly. You guys, this is like makeup artist tip right here. I get what you bit. mean though. I find that when I first open my mascara, yeah. it's like I have to put like 10 coats to get what I want. It's too wet. Yeah. And then like once it gets like a little, I, I called it like a little bit thicker, mm-hmm. it's drier. It's a sweet spot. Yeah. So why not start with the sweet spot? So everyone, make your mascara last only a month and a half versus three months. <laughs> so still on mascara, somebody else asked, whenever I put on mascara, it always gets on my eyelids. What am I doing wrong? So I wonder if it's application or if it's just wearing on her eyelids. I assume if, it's wearing on her eyelids. Like, it's clear what she's doing wrong if she's just getting it on her eyelids. Well, sometimes, like... It's annoying, but you don't know why you're doing it. But one of my tips is to not get it on your eyelids as you're applying it, which I actually might have it on my eyelids. Because sometimes you get in there so to the, like, lash line that you kind of, like, push it up a little bit. Yeah. I like to use my handheld mirror below me and then apply it looking down. So that way you're not going like this and it's touching up here in your mirror. Interesting. Okay. So that's one tip for that. What getting, about using a lash primer? Will that help it stay on longer? It'll help you give more volume. Okay. So getting really deep, but <laughs> with lash primers, they're white. I love to use two mascaras, one for volume, one for gel, if you're going to do a primer, because the primers are white and sometimes it'll turn your mascara slightly gray. And I like to keep that depth of blackness at the lashes. Okay. So think about it as hair care. You're putting creams in it to get volume and you're putting a gel to hairspray and hold the curl. So same thing with mascara. If you're going to get really intricate. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't love a primer for the eyes because I don't love that they go white. I like it to be extra black. And what if for this person it's transferring? So if it's transferring, it depends also on your eyelids. So if your eyelids... if are, are touching a little bit and it gets a little warm through there, it's going to kind of come off. So using a eyeshadow that's more waterproof that keeps your eyelids not greasy at all. I love this Shore color. That's a long wear cream shadow. Oh, you use that on me. I love that color. Yeah. And it really is almost like a beigey neutral tone that kind of give, coats the eye and doesn't let it go shiny throughout the day. Also works great if you want to put eyeshadows on top. Okay. Okay. Wait, so what about eyeliner? And I have this problem too. Actually, it was you helped solve this problem. Like years and years ago, like when we first met, you told me about the Bobbi Brown gel liner pencil. I love that. Um, the pot or the pencil? The pencil. Ooh. Um, so this person says, my eyeliner always comes out so thick. Mm-hmm. So do you have any tips or products for creating a, a fine line? Because that's what we all want. Like remember back in high school, or at least for me in college, we all had that like thick line of eyeliner, like... Oh, I'm sorry. I was wearing white eyeliner in high school. <laughs> oh, wow. That's cool. Well, there yeah. was... I remember reading Cosmo back in the day, and they'd be like, use white eyeliner on your lower lash line to look more awake. And I went out and bought the Wet n' Wild white pencil. Oh, wet and wild. And I'm aligned. pretty sure I was wearing it everywhere. I love Wet oh, n' wow. Wild. That's Do you remember that brown lip gloss? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
It was so good. Or the brown lip pencil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the matching nail polish. Uh-huh. <laughs> Match your lips to your nails. Yeah, There were so many bad trends. It almost was like a gray-brown color. It was so yeah. bad, but it was so good. It was real good at the time. Mm. So I, white eyeliner or eyeliner. <laughs> no, just get a good fine line. <laughs> fine don't, line. Don't We've wear white eyeliner. Cassandra too much wine. <laughs> don't wear I white eyeliner. I did a winged white eyeliner for like this bridal show and it was beautiful. But that sounds very editorial. Okay, fine. I would so like then to make tell a mole you, with your concealer. I would like to tell with you white that 16-year-old Becca's white eyeliner was not beautiful. Oh, all right, fine. White eyeliner will come back. No, just kidding. It won't. Um, <laughs> so for liner, keeping it really thin, using a really, really, really thin brush is really helpful. I love to use some sort of pot. That way you can manipulate the product depending on the brush you're using. Okay. Sometimes a pencil doesn't stay pointy. So once it gets dull, you're la- it gets a little no, bit thicker. No, but that Bobby Brown one. Sorry, I'm, now nice. I'm doing an ad for you. I love it. Um, it was, it's automatic. So it's oh, like that yes. little so one. So it stays super thin. Yeah. That really helps. Yeah. So keeping it really thin, you can always kind of take a Q-tip and run it against it. So that way it thins it out a little bit. Okay. So do you like this more than like a um what's it called like a pen eyeliner oh the pens are scary like yeah the pens tend to be harder to use only if you don't know how to use them some people are super comfortable with the liquid liner and it stays really thin some people have like a not steady hand so you'll kind of see the squiggle in it that's what happens when i use a pen so it just depends on your comfort level okay there's a double-sided Tom Ford pen that I truly love and one side is longer and one side is really thin. So my trip to using a pen is keeping it on its side, like resting the brush against your lid and kind of going slowly versus using it like this and then just getting that squiggly line. She's pointing it at her. Yeah. Yeah. She said, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Rest the brush on the that lid to, to get... Like drag it along exactly. your... Versus like trying to like draw, some, draw a straight line. Exactly. With the of it. And never try... like. Don't be so hard on yourself and go like a full line. Like going little by little really helps. What that, about your waterline? Waterline totally depends on what you like to do. So I love a waterline eyeliner, but I usually do it with a smoky eye. Okay. It's definitely going to make your eye look a little smaller because you're feeling that yeah. white liner place. Yeah. <laughs> and what product? What type of product do you use there? A waterproof one. Waterproof. So just make sure it's a waterproof pencil. The gel I actually use and I really like. And a lot of people complain that it moves around. But I actually think it's kind of nice when it moves around if you're doing this sultry eye. Yeah. And it gives it that mood. Okay. Right? Wait, I have a question that's not in our outline. Okay. Um, I've been seeing like all these really bright um, eyeliners for spring. So Fenty Beauty has that set with like the green and the blue and the purple. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips for like the average person, a.k.a. me, for mm-hmm. pulling that off? Put your shore on first. So it okay. neutralizes your eyelid because a lot yeah. of us have a little redness in our eye. Yeah. So I love... It, I think that makes it look cleaner. Yes, That's a good idea. Exactly. It almost brightens your lid up. So mm-hmm. it gives that, you know, green or pink. I tried a pink one on that Ooh. I really liked, but you have to have the right concealer on. You got to yeah. be brightened and make sure you put some mascara on. But that's going to be your focus. So make sure that everything else kind of balances and you're not kind of fighting with it. So if you do your green eye, you don't have to necessarily like do a noir lip or something like that. Yeah, it's like... I love that. I think that's totally fun. 
I almost at Sephora today. I almost bought the, the set, and I did, I was like, I'm too scared. It's like it's like forty dollars, and I'm like gonna just mess up. We should just start doing things where you buy the craziest thing, and we'll make it work. That would so be. What fun. I did with eyeshadows. We should do some YouTube videos. Yeah. We yeah. Will. Okay. What about eyeshadow? So not the crazy kind, but like, how do you? Wh- what colors do you use to make different eye colors pop? Because oh, I, I remember when, so I have brown eyes, mm-hmm. you have brown eyes. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was younger, it was always like wear blue eyeshadow. And I was like, who the fuck is wearing blue eyeshadow? Like that's a really useless tip. Yeah. I was told that having blue eyes to wear a brown eyeshadow. At least like, and then green eyes are supposed copper. to wear purple. Yeah. Like that, like you're, that makes sense. Like that's an eyeshadow color you would wear. Yeah. And I'm like, who wears blue eyeshadow other than grandma's? <laughs> Blue eyeshadow will make a comeback. I bet like it will. Blue eyeshadow the ugliest a, eyeshadow will make it work. Blue eyeshadow <laughs> in a cool editorial way would be great. But like on the day-to-day, like yes. if I came down here wearing some blue shadow, you would be like, we need to have a talk. <laughs> it's a look. It's a look. But sometimes it's fun. Yeah. Anyway, I never want to trash like things because they will come back and there will be a nice way. And you'll see someone wearing this blue eyeshadow and you're like... Damn, you look so good in that blue eyeshadow. I want to wear that. Mark my words. Anyway, but when you're doing eyeshadow for every day, purples are really great on brown eyes. They're really great on blue eyes, too. It just depends. So it's like there's blue in your eye using maybe, if you wanted to do a blue eye, maybe a navy to bring out the blue. I wouldn't necessarily think brown would bring out your blue, but... Oh, funny. Yeah, because it's a warmer tone. Your eyes are more cool. So brown's... Your eyes will always pop if you do some sort of liner around the eye, but there's no wrong thing to do. Green, if you do warmer colors, maybe your eyes would turn a little green. Do your eyes kind of Mm-mm. change with what you wear? Not really. My sisters do. My sister Mary. Yeah, Meredith. so if it's yeah. kind of in that middle, you can kind of manipulate the color. Yeah. Um, purple looks great on blue. Purple looks great on brown, too, because it depends on the purple tone. Um, but yeah, using the darker colors at the lash line always help to bring out those colors. But bronze would look beautiful on you. Sometimes, it also depends on everyone's eye. So sometimes if they have like a little gold flex in their eye and it's a little bit brown, using a bronze around the eye would look so beautiful as well. Using a navy probably is not going to do a ton. She's talking to me. I have brown oh. eyes. Yeah. But it'll still look nice and warm and beautiful. I don't own any navy eye products, so... We should do like what would you? Oh, never I got wear some new eye like palettes. I can give you one. Well, she navy. just told me that it, it wouldn't do anything for me. Oh, Why so would I want that? It'll look like a soft navy. A soft navy. See? Yeah, we could do it. It'll be fun. What about how do I keep my eyeshadow fresh? So this person said that she's thirty three, and for whatever reason, the Mac and Urban Decay eyeshadow primers like stopped working for her. Do your eyelids get oilier as you get older? It could be a possibility. Mine are oily in general. So Mine are, if, I'm not oily at all, but my eyelids are oily. Yeah. So, like, if I do an eye look on myself, or actually on anyone, I always start with the primer. My favorite is the Shore Longwear Cream Shadow. Um, Wait, what is this brand that you're saying? This one is the Bobbi Brown one. It's a Shore Longwear Cream Shadow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's Bobbi Brown. Yes. It's, it's the brand. And yes. The Shore is, is the, the color. color. Okay. Exactly. It's, just, it's just Shore, not the Shore. 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 Yeah. Are you sure? I yes. thought you were saying Shore was a brand, and I was like, I don't even know what this no, is. No, it's Shore. She's obsessed with it. She uses it anytime. You've, yeah. You've told me about this before other times. And they're, they told me, they're warning me that they're going to discontinue it, so buy it up. Anyways, this is a really basic color, so it doesn't always work on all skin tones, but something that's waterproof and 
a little bit of a color. It's not on Nordstrom, by the way. I just looked. It's not. Look mm. on BobbyBrown.com. Yeah. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? <laughs> sure is not. I'm sure that sure is not. <laughs> Did you type long wear cream shadow? I just typed, typed in Bobby Brown Shore. All right, fine. So then there's another shadow sticks that are really nice that come in more colors. So there's, say you're like a honey skin tone, there's a taupe color that might work. But some of the primers that I've seen tend to be a little bit more clear. Those don't work for me. Got it. So I want a primer that's going to neutralize the eyelid and not add a ton of color, but is really going to help my eyeshadow pop. Okay. And it'll stay fresh. But once I like you find the MAC the- paint pots. I like it Those in, are painter, great. in yes. painterly. It's like a really neutral Yeah, so color. then using something like that, because it's got a little color, it's cream, waterproof, it'll work for anyone. See, I Just love go the, by your skin tone. I love the Urban, out, the, the Urban Outfitters. Urban Decay <laughs> um, primer. I think yeah, but she great. said this stuff's working for I'm her. I'm so sad for her. Which one? Is it clear? Um, no, it's like a creamy one. Yeah, so something yeah, creamy. Just creamy. It just like holds yeah. it. Exactly. So just I, go by skin tone to neutralize the eye. You don't want to add color with your primer because you want your colors that you're choosing to put on to stay true. Okay. That's really good advice. Wait, what about Latisse and other lash growth products? Mm-hmm. And also for brows. Like, do they work? Do you like them? I think that they work definitely. Some people say yes, some people say no. Yeah, I think they definitely work. Like, I used to be really religious with um, New Lash, and my mm-hmm. lashes grew. I like, heard great things about that. Yeah. My lashes are very long, so I can't grow them anymore because then they'll... Hit your glasses? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sorry. But Mine used to hit my glasses when I was like real into the new lash. I was like, yes. But I also would get extensions. Like I was obsessed with like having the longest lashes as possible. And what made you stop getting the extensions? It was a pain in the ass. (laughs) Like every two weeks having to go to Koreatown and have them sit for an hour or two. Now there's podcasts, so I could like listen to a podcast while I do it. I don't have time for that. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, sometimes I feel like they ruin your lashes. Yeah. It's hard. Because when they first started coming out, I just tried it to see what the hype was about. So I knew and I was knowledgeable on what's going on. But the only thing that I hated about them was that I couldn't put mascara on. Yeah. I yeah. love mascara. I love mascara, too. Yeah. And we have a bunch of quick, fiery This is like the lightning questions round. for yes. you. All right. You can only use one makeup product for the rest of your life. What would it be? Lip balm. Okay. Does that count? Lip balm? Yeah. Which one? I Get hate specific. to say it, but the Bobbi Brown one is my absolute number one favorite. And I'm a lip balm junkie. Interesting. I buy every lip balm I can find. I've tried it all. I love the fresh one, too. So you would do lip balm over a brow pencil? Yeah. Okay. Wow. I think so. Stick with your Only choice. because of this. Only because I love the way it coats my lips. And my lips are always dry. Mm. I could put it anywhere where I need it. I could use it as under eye cream. I could use it as a glow on my cheek. I could use it as a glow oh. on my eye. I could use it as brow, John. Like, put them down. Like You've thought about this. I like yeah. this. Yeah. Wait, what about skincare? What would be your, your number one? You can only use one skincare product for the rest of your life. That's really tough. I know. I don't know if I can answer that. You, you have, have to. to. <laughs> okay, I would use... The La Mer cream. Just the regular cream. I love because that. That's a good one. Wait, have you tried the Dr. Botter cream? No. Yeah. Okay, that? we need to get you some. Okay. We're going to talk about this. I can't wait. I'm going to introduce you I to I try someone. every moisturizer, too. My favorite moisturizer. Ooh. I, I used to be a La Mer person, but I, now I use this. 
You always love that. What's the Augustine? Yeah, Dr. Augustine's Bader. Because it was, I was calling it Dr. Bader for years, and I was just recently schooled that it's Dr. Bader. Everyone's talking about it, and I've not tried that. I've tried the Waleda. I really like that. That is a really good, like, drugstore find. Yes, the skin food. It is so good. It's so good. I carry it in my kit. I love it. Okay. I tell everyone, because I get a lot of people who are like, I can't afford that shit. I'm 22. I'm like, buy skin food. It's so good. And they just made a light one that's really nice, too, I love that. Yeah. That's so funny. I'm doing a sponsored post about the light one in a couple weeks. I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's really, really great. Okay. You have five minutes to get ready. What is your routine? Brows, concealer, mascara, bronzer, highlighter, and blush in five minutes. Yeah. Nothing on your lips? No lip balm? So I always mm-hmm. carry lipsticks in my purse. There's usually two. There's, so that's when you're out the door. Yeah. What are your two that you carry in your purse? A red and a nude. Any particular favorites? I have a ton of favorites, so every purse oh. has two. Okay. Okay, okay. Right now I'm using this uh, makeup lip color and Lulu. It's this L-O-U-L-O-U. And it's by um, Bobby Brown. It's Crush Lip Color, and it was a collaboration with Ula Johnson. And I love. Oh, I it's saw like an that orangey red. I saw so much press on that collaboration. I it was, was like really good, like real into that. I really, really liked it. And then I also, I just love a good red. So yeah. I'll just take anyone and try it out. Yeah, yeah. Wait, on the other side of the, the coin, you have much more time. You're getting ready for a big night out. Mm-hmm. What do you do to your skin to prep it for makeup? Well, you could do a mask, which I really like. If you have time, I love to do these. I'm really into these patchology. Oh my god, I love patchology. They are so good, and they actually sell them in a jar. The little jar of the under eye patches. I have those in my fridge right now. I've never tried those. Oh my god, I should have put them on while we were doing. Oh my god, why aren't we all masking right now? We really should. We should be. This was an oversight. Wow. We have never masked while we're doing the podcast. We're going to need to change that. That's going to be an episode at some point. Do you know how many? You're welcome. Do you know how many tabs I now have open on my browser of things I need to buy (laughs) after we're done? Yeah. Um, I really love the patchology. I've actually been doing that. So when I have my clients and I'm prepping their skin, I'll actually put those on and then do their eyes. While this is like helping, illumifying, all that good stuff. I've seen a lot of people do that on their Instagram stories. Do you follow Jenna Rennert? Yes. She's the um, beauty editor at yes. Vogue. Yes, yes, She's yes. always doing her eye makeup and she's got like one, an eye patch on and then she, and you see it like she's using it as a line, like a guide to stop the shadow and then she peels oh, it off and that's her smart. eyes look perfect. She uses the wander patches, which I also love. Okay. I'm just into those patchology ones because yeah. they're so convenient and I can carry it in my kit. Yeah. So it really like, I don't have to carry tons of packages and uh, every model who's like, oh my God, I love that jar because they love to travel and put them on planes. Yeah. Mm. So that really helps too and you're not just... remembering to take one you could just keep it in your travel kit yeah yeah um what is the best long wear makeup or tips to make your makeup last for this person said for photo shoots is this you no i didn't ask (laughs) um i would just prepping the skin correctly yeah Yeah, setting powder you know primer if you want Um, i love primer also you know there are some clients where they have really oily skin and that really moves the makeup and I try to do it less. So instead of doing an emollient moisturizer, I'll do something a little less. Because if it doesn't penetrate your skin and you're feeling oily, your makeup's going to move. So just doing a toner and going straight to foundation really helps too. Oh, interesting. So that would say, not work on me. It would be scary dry. But say like for me, like who gets a little bit oily or I sweat when I'm outside because it's summer, like maybe I'll just do a toner and like a super light moisturizer mm. 
Mm-hmm. That way it doesn't move because if I'm sweating, it's yep. just going to come off, which is tough in New York. Yeah. So sometimes I don't even wear face makeup because you're going into the subway or whatever is too much. So it's okay to skip it too. Okay. Focus on your eyes. In the summer when it's 100 degrees here. Bold lip. And a bold <laughs> lip, exactly. You'll be flushed naturally. Um, I'm really excited about this question. This person asked about drugstore dupes and what your favorite ones are. Like, what are the products that, like, any drugstore products you can recommend that are just as good as their prestige counterparts? Oh, yeah. I'm ready for my mind to be blown. Oh, my God. We should Blow our minds. Blow our minds. Oh, we said the Waleda. And we said mascara. And we said mascara. You know, nail polishes. Lashes. Drugstore lashes are awesome. What brand? I love Ardell and I love Kiss. Okay. Some of my favorite lashes I've found in drugstores. I went to, I remember once I was at SNL and I was like, oh my God, I forgot I had a client the next morning and I ran out of individuals. And oh. I went to the Dwayne Reed there and there are these Kiss lashes and they're Kiss Couture individuals and they're flat banded at the end. I'm obsessed with them. And they don't sell them anywhere else. Ex- well, I shouldn't say that, but I haven't found them anywhere else but this Dwayne Reed in Rockefeller Center. Hmm, interesting. So I always go into all the drugstores and look at their lashes. Oh my gosh. Uh, but I did find them on Ulta.com too. Okay. Is there anything else in your kit that's drugstore? I have so much. Let's see. What else? What else? I have to... I'm so visual. Okay. I'm walking yeah. down the aisle. Lipsticks. Oh, L'Oreal lipsticks. I okay. love... Like there's this lip gloss and it smells so good. It's like in this gold little container. And I love the colors. I love to try the reds and the nudes. Those are gorgeous. Okay. And then... So get the L'Oreal lip gloss with the gold container. Vague <laughs> advice. But we'll look it up. And we'll okay, we'll look... We should group. go drugstore shopping and yeah. take photos. Um, I really like Revlon as well. They have some really nice cream shadows, actually. I remember this bronze color. That's really, really nice. And lipsticks. You can never go wrong with drugstore lipsticks. Like That's interesting. A good yeah. red. I've never heard like that advice. A good advice. matte okay. is really nice. I always go for either Revlon or L'Oreal. I like L'Oreal a lot. You know who I'm impressed by with eyeshadows mm. is CoverGirl. Oh, really? I find that the texture is very similar to Stila. Like, it's Ooh. kind of thick and, like, really pigmented. Yeah. I need to do another shopping spree. That- I- oh, you know what? What? Eyeliners are sometimes oh. really good. Like, the stay-on ones. The L'Oreal, you could find some yeah. good ones. You could definitely do a whole drugstore look and keep it real. Okay. What about on the other side of the coin? You mm-hmm. want to treat yourself and splurge on some high-end products. What are your top three that are expensive but worth the money? That Tom Ford eyeliner I love. Mm, Pat McGrath's eyeshadow palettes. Really? Those are so gorgeous. I carry them in my kit. I really like that the pigments that they give. I actually, Alex, I was going through her stuff upstairs, and there's this one clear color that the sparkles kind of change from like clear to lavender and pink, and it's beautiful. Like you don't even need to do anything but put it on, and when you're looking at someone, you don't see it, but when they turn into the light, she wears that all the time. I told her. To yeah, look. she's been putting it over her eyeliner too to make it like crazy colored. Yeah. Look at her go. Yeah, yeah. She's coming down <laughs> after this. So. Oh, she is? Yeah. Are you sure? Because... She was texting me. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a Christian Dior red lipstick. Okay. Oh, which which color do you know? The shade? I don't remember the We're going to follow up with you. Yeah, we're we'll following We'll put this up. in the Facebook group. I'm getting nervous for the shades because I'm so visual, yeah. so I just no, see the No, should have made you bring the, the kit. You should have. Yeah. Oh, man. That would Next time. Next time. And what else? What and about the gel liner. The Bobby Brown gel liner, I love. Okay. okay. I never, 
have found anything better. What about tools? Mm. What are the like must-haves? There's so many. I love brushes, so I do use them a lot. But your hands are great too. So, you know who has real? I love the Bobby Brown brushes. Sorry, I know I keep plugging it, but it's what I've known for so long, so I don't deter too much. Yeah. But I actually got some Sigma brushes lately, and those are so affordable. I've heard good things about Sigma. And they're great. Okay. okay. I have been obsessed with this one cream blush brush that's fluffy and I don't know if it's for cream blush but I love it it's a fluffy angled white brush it's beautiful and you can use it with your cream blushes and it glides on I love the way it puts on cream highlighter too I just use my fingers oh this will change your life okay I really like it um, I love an angled eyeshadow brush so you could get into the crease and then also do diffusion under the eye um, a really thin eyeliner brush which will help you keep your eyeliner super super thin Oh, I thought Tyrion was here. Oh, no. No. Um, and what else? And an angled brush to like do a soft contour is really important. Okay. But okay. I'm a br- big brush girl. Okay. Okay. A few last life questions yes. for you. I mean, I think you're already friends with them, but like, which SNL cast member would you want to be best friends with? Oh, my God, you guys. They're all amazing, truly. Like, I love Aidy. I mean, I was is your friend. she's, she's yeah. is my friend, Kate. We're friends as well. She's lovely. Um, Vanessa Bayer, who used to be on SNL, we're very close to, and I love her. I mean, when you're doing makeup and you guys can bond, you know. Yeah, you're in their face. You're in your face, and, you're you're in your face and it's so fun. Um, yeah. Heidi Gardner is like one of my new favorite people. She's like a featured cast member, but I'm sure. I love her. I follow she's her. So she's, she's so funny. She's so great, funny. and she loves makeup, which makes it fun. Yeah. Um, but all the girls are fun. Yeah, that's like asking to yeah, choose. Yeah, I know you know. can't. That's like mean almost. But wait, what, what about being starstruck? Who have you done makeup that has made you the most starstruck? Well, the most nervous I was ever was doing Bobby's makeup. Yeah, which, obviously. Obviously. Okay, I just have to say that one. Yeah. You guys, It's like if course, I did your makeup, I'd here. be nervous. Oh my starstruck God. Starstruck here with you ladies. So starstruck. Um, recently, I did Annette Benning. Oh, wow. Which was totally cool, and I've always loved her work. And yeah. she's just, I loved her. She was really lovely and gorgeous and, like, lovely. I was yeah. kind of starstruck by her. Um, I remember I did this SNL documentary that was called Live from New York, and they had all the cast members, like, from back in the day come in and get interviewed. And, like, yeah. Jane Curtin is amazing. And, like, I guess I don't have, like, big ones, but, like, she was incredible and, like, yeah. fun and lovely. Okay. Um, I mean, if I did Oprah's makeup, I'd be starstruck. Well, that's the next question. Yeah. Whose makeup would you love to do? Who would be your dream? Oh, my God. Probably, like, J-Lo. Uh, oh, like yeah. That. Yeah. I mean, she but is so that stunning. That bronzy glow. She's so stunning. Beyonce, you know? Yeah. like, But their makeup artists are so incredible. Like, yeah. I'd only want to do it to just, like, have fun because their yeah. skin is so gorgeous and they love yeah. a glow like yeah i love that i mean that's a typical answer yeah sorry but wait we're gonna end with one last question what is a makeup trend or product that you want to go away and never come back that's so tough because everything comes back no I know, you, you have does. to banish one of them you banish it it never banish comes back it? it's done forever Oh my god! Green lipstick. <laughs> who's, who's using aliens? Odd, not trend. Aliens. That is way too aliens. arbitrary. Okay, how about like 
But see, I, I would say like maybe like black lipstick, but some people look really good in it. But what's something that like normal people do that you're just like, I wish you wouldn't? The when Say you, it. Just say it. Get there. She's so diplomatic. <laughs> you're so diplomatical. How about those like Scouse brows? Those like UK thick brows. Have you seen them before? No. no. They're so thick and like aggressive. What are they That called? it really throws me off. Scouse brows. Scouse brows? Google it. Okay. Okay. And How do I just spell like this? really aggressive and black. And okay, I so just, they're done. Yeah. Or like when you're found, you can see your foundation. Oh, but I don't know if that's a trend. That's not a trend. That's like an accident. But it's something gonna, that other people oh, like that you don't. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> um, what about like, because I would have said matte, matte skin. Like, but, unless you're 20, yeah. like it's real hard. I mean, matte skin is tough. I hope it's that like matte skin lot. is never a big thing because it makes you look so old. <laughs> it makes me look old this brother yeah yeah me too um or brown lipstick or like remember the lip liner trend where you had it like the darker yeah. lip liner oh yes. yeah how you about thin eyebrows yeah how like about that natural kind? brows are great and enhancing them I guess yeah kinda i think like we my... should banish thin eyebrows yeah yeah i don't think those will ever come back I, I hope but maybe not, they yeah. will did We're you guys watch the kevin and kwan documentary no no it's really good. And it was so interesting because he was saying that when he was doing eyebrows, one day he was, you know, inspired. He was watching old movies like Marlena Dietrich and all these things. And like he saw the thin brows and he thought they were so beautiful. He started plucking people's brows like that. Interesting. And so started, did he do this? I think he did. Oh my God. I mean, obviously it started in Hollywood in the right. 50s, but yeah. like he brought it back. Okay. I thought that was really interesting. I really interesting. want to watch that. You should. Um, Linda Wells was talking a lot about him in her yeah. episode as well. He was amazing. Yeah. So, Cassandra, I have a lot of products to buy. So We learned so much. I'm so glad. I hope but it wasn't too much info. No, it was, it was just the right amount. I want more. Okay. I want you to do my makeup and then Obviously. just like tell me what else to buy. Yeah. But you have earned your own desperation minute. Yes. <laughs> so tell us, where can people find you? What should people do? Um, all the things. You can find me on Instagram at CYGMakeup. It's my initials yes. and makeup. What's your real name? Yvonne. Oh. <laughs> and everyone says Sig Makeup. I was like, oh, that works. But, <laughs> but no. It's my initials. Um, yeah. What else? So follow her. Go to her website. You know I'm not good at this desperation. Yes. What is your website? <laughs> we'll brag for you. Cassandra's really talented. If you need a commercial makeup artist or an editorial makeup artist. Yeah, she's so good. Uh, my website is Cassandra. You're getting married. Hi. Oh, yeah, that's true. I do some weddings. Yeah. I enjoy weddings. Yeah. It's nice. You guys will be at mine. Yes, Yay. we're going to hers. We're so excited. Grace is going to do my makeup. I'm going to do your makeup. Becca's going to do my brows. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> um, Alex is going to do your hair. So, wait, what is You're your... You're going to look great. Yeah. What is you look the best you've ever looked. What is your website? Nobody wants us to do their makeup. Oh, my God. My website is CassandraGarciaMakeup.com, and then my agency website is C-Management. Okay. You know what's so funny? Nick was always jokes about Nick doing my makeup. Nick is her fiancé. Oh, yes. He jokes about doing my makeup, so I think we're going to do it this weekend. That'd be fun. Put can it you on make YouTube. It, can you do an Instagram yeah. TV? Do yeah. Instagram TV. Okay, Instagram TV. That you taught me so about funny. that. funny. Yeah. That okay. app I showed you. You think he's gonna be? Good? I think he might be good at it. I, Nick is really, really good looking. I feel like if he put, I don't know, because he doesn't put makeup on himself. So this Grace is like a bad logic. Nick. I love her fiance. He's <laughs> your fiance is hot. That's creepy. He's so cute. Yeah. He is hot. Yeah. I tell him all is, the time. Is it weird to tell your friend that their significant other is hot? Like no, I don't want to like I get with him. No. 
Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's a compliment. A compliment. Yeah. People, when people, unless like, someone's oh, like, Grace, hot. your boyfriend's hot. There's a different yeah, way. Yeah. This is a nice compliment. Well, yeah. go check out Cassandra's Instagram. <laughs> you to can see, see her hot fiance. <laughs> no, I was going to say to see him do her makeup. Yes. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to do it. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Cassandra, great. this has been great. This has been so much fun. So much fun. I Thanks learned for having so much. Me. This is so fun. Yay. Yay. Bye. 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 Okay, so let's talk about obsessions. Well, things that we're obsessed with besides Cassandra. Oh, my God. So I'm obsessed with this service. It's called Paint Zen. I think it only exists in New York, but it's a professional service to paint your house, your apartment. Oh. So I'm having them come on Wednesday and painting my office. Okay. It is not awful. In terms of cost. So to do my office, it's $320. And I'm painting in a color. It's going to be light pink. It's going to be like millennial pink, which I know Pretty. people say is over, but whatever you do, whatever you. I'm doing me. Um, so I'm using them for this. I'm really excited about it because I think they have to paint the brick too. So I, it was just something I didn't feel comfortable doing myself, mm-hmm. but, um, I was pretty excited to find this rather than just finding a rando on task rabbit. Yeah. So yeah, they've been really lovely to deal with. And I think they're like real pro painters. So I thought that was like just a pretty cool thing that I didn't know existed before my interior decorator introduced me to it. That's awesome. Yeah. The rest of the apartment I'm doing myself. I'm going to have you over for pizza and painting. Although you already told me that you're bad at it. I'm so bad at it. When? I got fired. I've, I've been to two painting parties and I've been fired both times. Third time's a charm, Grace. Yeah, we'll see. Um, what are you obsessed with? Mine is something I never thought I would say I'm obsessed with. It's Tracy Anderson. So The person? The workout class. So years ago, I took one of her classes, and I was totally out of my element. Everyone there was snotty. They had these weird resistance bands, and like you had, to, you had this hook, and my hook kept getting like stuck on the different resistance bands. It was a nightmare. I was like, I'm never doing this again. Alex, our, upstairs, our neighbor upstairs from me, downstairs from Becca, has been going for years and is obsessed with it. So recently I let her drag me and I love it. So I take a class called fundamental. It's the only one I take because it's kind of their most like basic starter class, but it's um, all about sculpting and it is so hard, but the music is amazing. You start off with like dance and arms and then you move down to the mat for the last 45 minutes where it's mostly like butt, hips, legs, and you know a lot it, of ab work. You know what it looks like? I follow Busy Phillips on Instagram, and she always goes to Lek Fit. And that has a trampoline, so this doesn't. But, oh. like, the floor stuff looks a lot like that. So if you follow yeah. Busy Phillips on Instagram, that's kind of what this seems like to me. Okay. I don't watch her stories. I follow her. But um, I love it. It's so great. I'm not, like, a. I don't sweat a lot. Like, even when we went to Soul Cycle, you were like, why aren't you sweaty? Like, I was a little sweaty. This, I, like, pour sweat. Like, I have to drink so much water afterwards just to like feel like normal again. I'm pretty excited this week to try some Brooklyn workout classes. I had my membership to my Pilates studio in the city until it expired at the end of May. So I'm trying some new ones. I, I want to go to this with you, but I'm excited. It's important to have a one bias. Like I go to Skyting all the time still. Yeah. So if anyone has Brooklyn, Williamsburg, Williamsburg specifically workout studios that they like, tell me. Yeah, you have to OSA Williamsburg because people will be like, oh, yeah, I got this great thing in, like, Brooklyn Heights or Ditmas Park. And you're like, the city is closer. Yeah. Okay. So if you have Williamsburg suggestions, I'm starting this week. I'm I'm making my rounds. Yeah. 
What about on Instagram? So I'm obsessed with this comedian called Benny Drama 7. His videos are so funny. Grace, you are so late to this party. I know, I know. But like, I'm, I'm always late to the party. If it's pop culture like, trust me, I'm late. So I love him because he did this Glossier tutorial where he like, pours Vaseline all over his face. Oh my God, to I need to dewy. watch this. It is my favorite thing in the world. Whenever I'm feeling grumpy, I watch this. You still haven't watched Queer Eye, but he did a great Queer Eye video like a year ago. That was hilarious. I watched a couple episodes of Queer Eye. You would get it then. Yeah. It's really funny. Okay. I, I love him. What about you? Um, so mine is one of our DC guests. Mine is Alicia Ramos. So it's spelled A-L-I-S-H-A-R-A-M-O-S. So Alicia is the founder of Girls Night In, which is a newsletter that is for introverty people and they send a newsletter every Friday. So I'd been following Girls Night In and I get the newsletter, but I hadn't been following her. And when we asked her to be a guest, I, I started following her. And I'm really into her. She reminds me a little bit of Hitha. Like she has a lot of like business stories and organization tips. She has really good stories. The two of them are good friends. So that I makes know. Sense. I know, but I learned so much from her. Like I was like, oh, like I'm learning like productivity stuff and I am really enjoying following her and I can't wait to meet her in person. Yeah. I'm so excited to meet her. What about reading? Can I go first? Yes. Okay. I have done some good reading. So After the last episode, I read this book called I'll Give You the Sun by Jandy Nelson, and I read it in a weekend. It was excellent. Um, It was a recommendation from Ashley Spivey, and if everything I've read that Ashley Spivey has recommended to me has taught me is, like, always trust her. Always trust her. It's a little old. It was from 2014. It was wonderful. It's about these two twins who are teenagers and at first they're attached to the hip. And then in the second half or in the kind of, it's told in two timelines and in the first timeline, they're attached to the hip. And in the second timeline, they're not speaking. And it's kind of the story about their teen years and, and what happened to them and kind of how they got to that point. But it's really wonderful. And it's written very creatively. Like it almost feels like magical realism in the way that it's written, but it's not, it's written in the real, real world. And it's just their imagination that uh. is told really beautifully yeah one of the characters is an artist and so there's all of these interjections where he names moments in his life as paintings oh, I love that I don't know it was just really great I think you would like this one okay so I read that and then I also read Her Royal Highness by Rachel Hawkins which is the second book in the Royal series so the first book was called Royals and um, this is the second book and it's about the royal family of Scotland. And this one is about the princess who is at boarding school and falls in love with her roommate who is an American from Texas. And like, I don't know, I like I've been reading a lot of gay royal fiction, which is a very niche that genre. Is very niche. Very niche, but I'm into it. Okay. Cool. I would recommend that one as well. Well, I'd say start with the first one because there's the first one was very cute. The first one is very cute, but there's, it's, it happens after and there's characters, they're intertwined. So, yeah. What about you? What did you read? So I, first I read Necessary People, which was my book of the month pick from last month. And I loved it. It reminded me quite a bit of a social creature actually, but more realistic because the girls like had like more serious jobs and what have you 
but this one girl, like these two girls are best friends in college and one of them is really, really rich and like beautiful and comes from like this like long line of family money and connections and all of that. The other one comes from like a poor suburb in Florida and like has like worked her way up to get to go to this college, like isn't close with her family because they're like total trash. Um, they, she then, be, they, the two of them become friends and Violet, who is the, the poor one, I guess we'll say is just like totally used to cleaning up all of the other girls' messes. So then she she um, gets a job working as a TV producer. And really what happens is kind of the story of ambition and the skinny rich one gets jealous and she ends up getting a job at the same production company and there's just like a whole lot of rivalry between them. I loved it. Um, I thought it was really, really well done. Better than Social Creature, but still like that same like kind of creepy like I want to wear your skin kind of vibes. Um, Then the other thing that I'm reading, Becca's smirking at me right now. The other thing I'm reading right now is um, Evie Drake Starts Over, and that is by Linda Holmes, who was, who she writes, she, not writes, she hosts the podcast Pop Culture Happy Hour. So this one, I'm kind of mad on so far. I'm only about 30% of the way in, and I'm powering through because it has recommendations from so many amazing people. Um, Taylor Jenkins-Reed read it. Um, Who else? The girls from The Fug Girls loved it. So um, I'm hoping that I I get... It's just like at that awkward part where it's like the will they or won't they, and there's like a lot of like slower conversation. But I'm thinking I've heard that it gets much better. So I'm optimistic. Keep me posted because I have it too. Yeah. So that's that. Um, yeah. That's what we got for you. Hopefully yeah. you learned something about primer because I did. Oh my God, I learned so much. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, Grace, where can people find you? Um, I'm at Grace Atwood and then my blog is thestripe.com. I'm on Instagram at Becca M. Freeman. And we have three live shows coming up in Boston, Nashville and Charleston. And if you want to get tickets, you can go to badonpaperpodcast.com backslash live and come meet us. Come meet us. We can't wait to hang out and see you all. Yay. Yay. Bye. Talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs>